This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Point, and I'm joined by John O'Reed. Hello. No Steve, we can't find him. No. We're going to try and track him down before we do Brexit of the Week. Um, but Jono is a more than capable stand-in, so welcome Jono, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm, I'm alright, thank you. For those of you who don't know, Jono is a friend of the pod, obviously, and um, new European website, Head Honcho. Yeah. 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 yeah, we'll go with that, we'll go yeah, with that. Yeah, I was sort of looking at you for, for some kind of acknowledgement. <laughs> Uh, John, let's make sure I got that right. No, that, we'll go with that title. The new European podcast, uh, podca- the new European website. If you don't know, is mega. Is that what the kids say? Mega. Mega. What yeah. would they say? It's sick. Yeah, we can go with any other. Wicked. I mean, a big traffic generator. I think is how I. Would ah, yes, now. that's right. Um, In internal discussions. Record-breaking month last month for traffic. So more yeah. and more people are coming to the website. More and more people are buying the printed product. More and more people are listening to this podcast, which means the but, fight goes on. And you're going to win that award. Oh yes! Did I mention, listen, <laughs> that we've been nominated for a podcast award at the Publishers Podcast Awards in? Glittering London. <laughs> Should be fancy. Should be fancy. I'm going to wear... They let well, you in. Well, actually, Steve tweeted to say, oh, I shall dust out my tux. And they said, oh, that isn't on the um, uh, dress code. Right. So I think it might be quite laid back, yeah. sort of thing. You better hope so. You so better, better hope it's not fancy dress or something like that. Well, I always dress fancy, <laughs> well, as you can yeah, see. Yeah. As you can see. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Steve will join us for Brexit of the Week, hopefully. Um, but first, we're going we're gonna to rattle through the news this week, um, if that's all right with you, Jono. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, let's talk Labour. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a consistent week for Labour with the Labour Leadership Contest. I mean, just when you thought maybe Lisa Nandy might fall out of the competition, she's sort of come back. Bigger and bolder than ever. She now, has. Now it's she's... like it's like Liverpool in that Champions League final. Oh, don't what, talk to me about football. What other comebacks can you think of? Comebacks. Oh, I'm thinking music. Music. Oh, uh, well, there's been mm, a few good yeah, comebacks, yeah. hasn't there? Like, um, not that any I can think of. Eminem hasn't had a good comeback. No, he's got himself good, in trouble, good, hasn't he? Me, no, definitely not. Um, yeah, no. I, can't really think, I can't really think of any comebacks now. No, I was going to say Steps and Spice Girls, but neither of, neither of them have been that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that, that impressive. The famous Steps comeback. Well, Liam Gallagher's had a bit of a comeback. He has, yeah. Yeah. He, I watched a very good documentary about Liam Gallagher. He, he's the one we like, isn't he? He's the nice one. Yeah. I once, um, I once chatted to him in a pub in London. Mm. It's super polite, really nice, really nice. We like Liam. Yeah. 
Yeah. Noel, oh, he's a bit cranky, isn't he? Yeah. Always he, trying to be clever with the yeah, witty get, one get, line. Get on with Brexit, he was like. Yeah, he got claimed, all, claimed his Irish passport shortly after. Got involved, got involved with that. I think, well, well this is an interesting debate, actually. Do you think it's better for musicians and, and, and rock stars and stuff just to stay out of it? Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, you would be more inclined, I would have thought, to support stuff like freedom of movement because you kind of need that for your job. But, I mean, but yeah, if, if like, you're going to be on the opposing side, then... I so. think that there is a little bit... Rock and roll stars definitely like to uh, just say things that are a bit... Mm. Sort of, I mean, mm. Morrissey is a great mm. example. Mm. Mm. Of and, and the so Hughes sort of stepped into it as well, didn't they, and said, oh, we've never been stopped from touring Europe, and then... Someone did point out before before the they were actually stopped from. Yes, that's Europe, right. So. Yeah, I I just think um, I don't know. I don't mind political. I think there is a place for politics in music, but mm. I think if you've already made it. But yeah, yeah. I think so. if you've already made it, I mean, of course, you know, back in the eighties, you know, there was a big sort of anti-Thatcher red of, wedge, yeah, exactly. for which the Smiths were on. Mm, yeah, bit, yeah, but no, I mean. Y- there is a place for art and politics. I think, there is. But it's, there is. You're it's right. But line. Oasis were never. Well, they no. weren't really yeah, they weren't a political group, were they? No. I mean, you, we wouldn't be shocked for, by Billy Bragg saying something mm, political. Exactly. Or even, you know, the Smiths were quite a political mm, band. Mm. Um, uh, Queen is Dead. Um, there's stuff, you know, there's lots of political stuff on, on there with regards to Thatcher's 80s Britain. Mm. Margaret on the Guillotine is the mm. final song mm. on Viva Hit, which is Morris's first album. I think if you can say your point quite elegantly, then it, you know you might be able to get away with it. But there's always pitfalls, and you know it's like when some of the Remain sort of focused artists signed a letter around the referendum, and so it's like, oh, we back staying in. Everyone's a bit like, so what? You know, didn't yeah. really say anything. Oh, so. what have you done there? You've broken something. <laughs> God, broken Steve's going to be furious when he comes into his podcast. Anyway, we're talking about Lisa Nandy, who I like. I like Lisa Nandy. She was really good on the Today Show. Yeah, uh, Today program. Even. She uh, took on Piers Morgan as well, and you know when he was on another rant about Meghan Markle, and sort of said, "Well, you know, how, how do you know what it's like to kind of be affected by racism?" And, yeah, you know. Yeah, she's impressive, and um, I think h- how much are Nandy and so N- Nandy's on the ticket now, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I think it'll be those three, won't it? Yes. I think I was going to make it. Yeah. Um, I think it was when the GMB backed her, though, I think that the, the tide started to turn on this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, she had all those impressive media performances just before the GMB backed her, and I think yeah. that really helped with it. But I think there was rumours that Keir Starmer was more concerned about Lisa Nandy than Rebecca Long-Bailey, um, you know, it, just because she has got that perhaps potential to bring together different wings of the party yes. you know, with, with their outlook. But my fear for Kia, because I am a Kia yeah. fan, mm. I think I made that fairly clear, almost all rhymes that, doesn't it? It's almost a poem. <laughs> I, d- I did wonder if that was your new campaign. Yeah. It, I'm, what, I fear, fear for Kia. Like glory He's for in Rory. the clear. Is that your new thing? Glory for Rory. He's been on TV a lot this week. He wants yeah, to plant trees in Regent Street. Yeah. Love him. Just love him. Brilliant idea. Brilliant. And why not? Just gra- grass the road. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, it, oh, I'll tell you what we do. Put a roof over it so it doesn't rain. Yeah. The cars could drive yeah. up and down on the grass. It'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. As long as it doesn't yeah. rain, it won't get muddy. There's no flaws in that whatsoever. Um, yeah, my fear for Kia is that uh, him and Lisa might split the vote, mm. allowing Rebecca Long-Bailey to sneak in. 
Well, I mean, the voting system is better with Labour's voting system, the fact that you can obviously rank second, them by yeah, yeah. second preference. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, it certainly seems like Lisa Nandy has the most to benefit from the Hustings. And yeah, the first absolutely. Set of Hustings, she seemed to be the sort of winner just because you expect Rebecca Long-Bailey to a certain extent to infuse the audience and Keir Starmer to kind of come out with the sort of sensible stuff. So yeah, yeah. she's the one that seems to be benefiting the most. And, of course, Jeff Phillips was the one to sort of drop out this week as well. So yes. um, keep you know somewhat forgetting about Jess. Um, you know, she... she just felt she wasn't the one to unite the party. Um, and of Do course, you think Keir can? I think he because I think I, he's been playing them playing well, to the membership very much in the yeah, last few weeks. Yeah, it's it's difficult to really know what people stand for in this part of the leadership race because they are all about manoeuvring to try and win over different factions of the party. And Jess Phillips said it herself that actually, you know, this is this contest is more about what your background's about, who yeah. you are, rather yeah. than what you actually stand for so until and what we will see from uh, from certainly from Nandy and Keir I'm not sure about uh, Long Bailey but I think it would be very much of a continuation wouldn't it mm. of what we've got now but it, it, but from Keir definitely and I would have thought from Nandy as well we would probably actually see a softening mm. of the sort of um, ra- not radical but lefty stuff that we've had mm. I think oh, yeah. they would Absolutely. they would soften if they were mm. to win because mm. they're playing to mm. the whole of the mm. nation mm. then rather mm. than just the Labour mm. membership mm. and uh, I think I think really Nandy uh, Formery and Stammer you know they all sort of really come from that same sort of pivotal point in the Labour Party that sort of soft left so yeah I think you know we're not going to see anything drastically change but like you say it will just be some of that very ultra Corbynist stuff that will be, you know, suddenly start to disappear and uh, soften. Yeah, and I think, um, I, and uh, you'll see that I think if Keir wins the membership this year, the Labour Party membership this year will go down. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, because a lot of the hard left will, mm. will go off and mm. go back to mm. selling socialist mm. worker or whatever it is. And, and, and to be fair, though, I think. I'm going to get stick for that, aren't I? I? <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think to be fair, the membership was probably dwindling anyway. There was no sign that you know there was any sort of great, great waves of people joining until the election, and then people suddenly start to be, as they always do, get reinvigorated yeah. you know, about you know who, what happens next. And yes, I mean, I think we'll probably have seen another peak in the membership because of this leadership contest. But of course, the only way now is for it to go down um, until something else happens. So. What about Boris? He did. He's, he, he, there's lots. No one's interested in this apart from journalists. But there is a, a real kerfuffle at the moment mm. around how they do lobby briefings. So a lobby briefing, if you don't know, there is a huddle in Westminster, um, a daily huddle in Westminster with the um, Prime Minister's spokesman, um, it, who speaks on behalf of the Prime Minister, obviously, and uh, journalists asking questions. It is a sort of quaint. Westminster and lobby and all that kind of stuff, journalism side of it is a weird. It's a weird thing. There's lots of sort of antiquated rules about who can who can attend and who can't. You need to have a lobby pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. do, you? do. Okay. Um, but I'm not a fan of the system. I've no. got to say, I don't. I, I think it's, it excludes a lot of new media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so number ten are doing it, are trying to do it a bit differently, mm-hmm. and it's caused a right fuss. Yeah. Um, but. And p- part of what seems to be a new media strategy is, is Boris doing this sort of Q&A on Facebook or yes, Twitter or whatever it yes. was, I don't know, Snapface or whatever you call it, <laughs> Instaweb, what's it called? Vine. 
Vine is me, people. It's, it's TikTok these days. My it's all space. about where the video is. But have you have you ever made a TikTok video? I haven't. I mean, is it where you? My daughter does it, and you sing along. You sort of do backing singing we, or something. You can do what you want. Really, can you do anything you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think Boris has quite made it onto TikTok yet. He's he's on Snapchat and he's so on it, all of the other. Yeah, so he's answering questions, and I felt really sorry for the person who had to filter out all the questions which were just <laughs> almost certainly how many children have you got well, yes yes i mean to be fair the questions weren't much better when when uh, the actual event when the happened. ones that were let through <laughs> yes exactly what I was mean, your favorite well i mean the one that seemed to have made the most headlines was the fact that he was asked what sort of hair shampoo he did he uses. answer he, well, he did, but he basically said, oh, I don't know. Just no. basically he said, well, I don't know what shampoo I use. It's the same stuff I use for all sorts of cleaning products, and it's blue. That's all I know. It's blue. I'm thinking, <laughs> what's he, what, he, he cleaning the sink with his shampoo? He's just got one. He's just got one bottle that says cleaning exactly. on it, and he's exactly. using it for everything. Yeah. I mean, he thinks that, that you can that clean it. <laughs> he's cleaning the windows. He's doing the pots and pans. Yeah, carry. Goes Get older, this chap. But it comes in some sort of. Tube. Is that why? Is that why his hair's that colour? Has well. he been bleaching it all this time? He's actually got a shocking dark head of hair. He points out that it's plastic and then goes on a bit of a bumble about how actually we shouldn't be using plastic anyway. So at yeah, all, no, ever. Yeah, it's a bit it's like a <laughs> coffee cup moment, everyone looking at him and saying, no, no. I've got this vision of Boris in the. <laughs> In the shower, struggling to get a bleach top off because you've got to press it together, and you, to get the yes. top off? But I mean, this is presumably all playing into and pardon my French uh, shit posting because you know it's just what everyone's. Is that a French about. word? I, I don't know if it's French. Can you stop banging around in here? You're like a bull in a china shop. I'm very um, sorry. If, but yeah. if uh, and, and they asked him what beer he drank, did he answer that? Uh, oh, I've got I all kinds of beer. I'm not sure. It comes out of a tube and it's blue. That's all I know. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, people were just unhappy that you know, 110,000 people apparently uh, tuned into this, and you know, they, they were basically saying this the level of uh, scrutiny we now have about our prime minister. That basically the questions that do get through the filter are. You know, what sort of beer are you drinking and what sort of hair shampoo do you use? It's like um, a Smash Hits uh, well, interview yes, from 1987 yes, with yeah, Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Who was it that did the uh, Q&A? Was it Theresa May who did sort of got asked all these questions in one of the newspapers? And it was like, what do you prefer? And she basically gave an ambivalent answer to all of them. <laughs> and it was just like, do you prefer this or that? And she somehow managed to give an answer. Uh, yeah, she just, yeah. But, um, but well, I mean, I, t- I got told off, well, I, when I interviewed Boris, I got told off uh, during the campaign because... I wrote so I wrote this big long story about infrastructure and you know about the spending plans in a Boris Johnson government, all this, and then I did a separate story about how he'd he'd said that he um, was made of Greggs. He loved Greggs so much. I said, "When was the last time you had a Greggs?" And he said, uh, well, "You shouldn't ask me when the last time I had a Greggs was." No, you, no, I said to. Uh, so he said, oh, you know, all, all the time, all the time. It's not, It's more like, um, I eat so many Greggs, I'm made of Greggs. Mm-hmm. Which is clearly you know, nonsense. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I put that story online separately to mm-hmm. my main mm-hmm. one. And some people thought that that was, I had this like 25 <laughs> minute interview with him, that was all well, I was filing. Yeah. People were like... Yeah. In fact, do you know, Mia, God bless her, who's left the New European now, but was a friend of this pod, she said, oh, I was surprised that you took that line. 
Can you imagine what the edit would have said if I'd have gone, yeah, we're going on the Greg's line. But that is what, somewhat, the number 10 strategy is. That's what they want, yeah. That is what they know. They want Greg's. talking about. That is what will get social media engagement. We're still talking about Greg's. Yes, and in fact, it came up in PMQs yesterday, Greg's. Did it? Oh, yes, of course. That was a serious issue. It was a serious issue, at one point, Jeremy Corbyn said, if you can answer that, I'll buy you a vegan sausage roll or something. Well, he banged on about the vegan sausage rolls to me. I've forgotten, yeah, of course. Yes, so... He, he says, oh, I, yes, I like vegan sausage rolls, but I prefer meat. Wow. An odd man. Um, now then, Jono, mm. in a week, mm. it is the big day, isn't it? I mean, I, I thought that on that day, you know, it would be a big sort of seismic thing. It's not really, is it? I think, we've, no. we, I think we all um, have come to understand that we, we are leaving the EU, and now it's a case of how we... Mm-hmm. leave on the very best uh, friendly terms mm-hmm. and how we um, how we build in order to or build a movement in order to convince people that we should rejoin mm-hmm. um, but we have been asking people what they will be doing on the 31st of January yeah. first of all I want to ask you what are you, what are your plans for, well, for next Friday is, this, is it Friday next it's Friday it's next Friday yes uh, I was actually interested in the event that cropped up on our website or someone got in touch with us and we put it on the website there's going to be a procession um, from Downing Street sort of through parts of London to you know sort of an embassy it's going to be cold embassy. though isn't it and dark it is well it's, you've got to really it's, want it's, it. it's going to happen in the afternoon so they're, oh, right. they're, they're accepting there won't be huge crowds of people but it's yeah. going to be kind of a goodbye kind of oh, that's good that's European nice sort of so where can we find out details about that uh, that's on our website on the european.co.uk um, it's organised by a fellow called Peter French yeah no Peter he did a brilliant march a few years back in, in Manchester it was absolutely superb absolutely um and yeah, you know, I think it's. I quite like the the thinking behind it. You know, sort of doing something that's quite peaceful. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Quite, absolutely. All of, all what the movement really should be about for us. Um, and yes, I, I'm I'm considering going along to that. Oh, great. Um, okay. But yes, it is a Friday afternoon. So I mean, the, obviously there will be some people. With I, work I've got plans. Yes, what are your plans? Do you know what I'm doing? I I tried to think. What I'm are you going doing? to an adult themed panto. Right. Called Jack Off the Beanstalk. Right. Okay. Do, do I want more context to this? Or? Honestly, I, I was in fact, do you want to go to the theatre? That was the question. And I went, yeah. And I've now been reliably informed that I've got tickets to go to an adult themed panto. And you thought, oh, that, what, what better way to mark uh, the UK leaving the EU than, than go to, to an adult themed panto? So that is what I'll be doing. But I don't see it as a bit, I think it's great. I, I just think, you know, this is the. Almost like the beginning. Mm. Oh, I almost feel see. renewed. Absolutely, But some of our listeners have been in touch about what they're going to do. They have, yeah. We, we asked on social media what people were going to do. This was more in response to the Nigel Farage event. Yeah. Um, Which where, sounds brilliant, by the way. I, I mean, cannot wait. I mean, Is it going to be televised? Well, who knows? <laughs> I, I dare say it'll be online somewhere. Um, but, I mean, the fact they can't get Big Ben to bong. They bong. Can't, they can't organise the fireworks and they can't get Boris Johnson as a speaker. So, Lord knows what happens. If they can't organise the leaving party. How are they going to organise Brexit? But we'll see. Um, so, yeah, we asked uh, readers of the website, you know, what, what people were planning to do um, at 11 o'clock on next Friday. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of drinking French wine going on. Yes. Now, I quite like this. Um, you know, the common theme is that that, you know, people should take kind of a relaxed view to Brexit, you know, sort of drink and eat lots of European food. Yeah, and brilliant. That's you good. Know. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Celebrate the best of Europe. I'll be doing and, that. And let, you know, I'm going to eat these... a baguette while I'm watching Jack off the beanstalk. <laughs> I'm going to have a big baguette 
and a glass of glass of Merlot. Well, your event sounds probably weirdly more civilized than some of the Brexiteers' <laughs> plans, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, celebrating the best of Europe, and you know, just really letting people get on with what they want to do on on the thirty first of January, and then yeah. you know, kind of look into what happens next. Um, some people have got plans to go down to Parliament Square and hang around Westminster, really? so you know, that's going to be interesting. Um, some people have already made trips to go to France. That's uh, a good Elaine idea. Elaine Langford, she's going to be in Europe. She's going to be mourning the loss of freedoms, um, but screaming at the TV if anyone says that Brexit is now over, which yeah. is a fair point. Nah, it's just begun. Um, yeah, drinking EU wine, eating Greek foods, uh, that's Mike Harding. Someone's having a wake. Tig James says, we're having a wake. I don't know what All I can think about now is Greek food. (laughs) Oh, I love Greek food. Um, Some people are going to be spending it in uh, Remain towns and cities. Oh, well, I will be. Yeah. I will be, so there you go. It is remaining. Julia Halton is going to be hiding in a fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute, Julia. There's a few problems with this. One, the loss of oxygen is quite quick in fridges, I would have thought. And two... You're going to be cold. You'll probably see Boris Johnson in there, won't you? And three, what, just why? Is there an explanation as to why she's... I, I maybe it's one of them walk-in yeah. fridges. <laughs> I used to I work mean, in the supermarket as a student and we used to go in the walk-in freezers and your, your, your head, no, nasal hair would freeze. You don't want to spend very yeah, long in there, I'm no, telling you. Definitely not. Um, Chris Shaw's going to be listening to Ode to Joy. Oh, well, you can listen to the podcast and then listen to Alistair Campbell Absolutely. playing it on his bagpipes. You could time it so that the bagpipes that come on at 11 o'clock. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be in the theatre oh, with my baguette, glass of um, Merlot, watching Jack off the Beanstalk and Alistair Campbell playing his bagpipes. Uh, here's quite a good response from somebody who just says their name is John, waiting for the list of benefits this is supposed to bring us, which is quite an interesting point. Yeah, you've uh, been Mark, waiting a long time, mate. Mark Gordon's going to be filling in his Irish passport application. Yeah, uh, get that done. Yeah, a lot of people spend their time in Can you France. get an Irish passport? Can I get one? An Irish well, Andrew Bridgen says supposedly so. Anyone oh. who's English can. Oh, yes, of course. One, I think he might be wrong. Yeah, I don't think he's true. <laughs> um, lots of people are going to be flying the uh, pro European flag. Um, someone who just gives their name is Doris Bonson. Um, yeah. <laughs> says they're going to be at a bollocks to Brexit party. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, there's a common theme of food and drink. Um, my favourite one, perhaps, is Barry Pierce, who says, drinking red wine with my wife, watching Naked Attraction. Another way of seeing dicks being talked about <laughs> on the TV. Oh, Naked Attraction is that... That is a weird show, isn't it? It is. It that is, is as, as weird as Brexit itself. Yeah, it's... Yeah. John Luth, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, we will speak to you again very soon, I'm sure. And next, we'll speak to Steve Anglesey. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. Finally, he's joined me, Steve. Come Where have you been? Where have you been? I've rushed in. From out of the cold. Oh, it's been cold. The podcaster it's been who came in cold. from the cold. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> shall we talk about some Brexiteers of the week? Yes, I think we should definitely well, First do of all, it. shall we talk about the print edition of the New European? Mm, yes. Available in all good shops. Three pounds. Mm. Donald Trump on the cover. Yep, yep. Why he's going to win again. Yes. Uh, that's cheery, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, you know. Do you remember the morning after? I honestly thought I was just like, this cannot be actually yes. real. This, I just, I remember driving. It was not good into this office. It's just driving and going. They can't let this happen. 
they can't let this happen. Yes, yes. It, it was a, it was not a, it was not a good time. It's uh, it's um, as I mentioned on this podcast before. It was the it was the day after the the, the sad death of my poor old dad. Oh, um, and uh, and we, which is that, that's that's taken the mood down, hasn't that's it? That's right. And um, and um, uh, we, uh, my brothers and I, we we went to bed on the previous day, going well. At least uh, at least we're going to see Hillary uh, beat up on Donald Trump tonight, and uh, and the mood did not improve. So um, it was uh, yeah, I felt like I had a hangover and then I dropped a drink. Well, it was. So it I did like have a hangover and be... I had more than a drop to drink uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but to... good timing by my dad because he's missed all of it. Yeah. Um, well, he saw Brexit. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah. Well, he saw the vote at least, but um, the, uh, it hasn't been as bad as it could have been, has it? Trump's first term could have been worse. Well, it could. Yeah, we we, we could have all been dead in a fire. Well, exactly. Apocalypse. I think probably what we've seen is, and I think that this uh, that the um, the design of government is so often frustrating in in this country. Um, things like uh, first past the post, etc., etc., etc. But they do. I, I'm not convinced that there's a better mechanism to frustrate <laughs> the rise of extremism than the American um, political system. But, really. but in Amer- in America, I think the system. Uh, Trump has been frustrated. He's not really done a great deal, has he? Now, no. when you've got a good president, that is bad news as well. But I think when you've got a, a you know, a potentially loopy president, well, it, it, yeah. has, it, has, it has hamstrung his administration to some extent. But he didn't manage to get anything done, even when he, they controlled both of the no, branches no. of Congress. Oh, I think they, there's, you know? there is. I'm no expert in American politics, but there is definitely um, or mass British politics, <laughs> or indeed anything, frankly. <laughs> um, I, I, there is huge incompetence in the White House. There is. It starts at Donald Trump, but it continues downwards. There is, yeah. I mean, the, the, this new book, which has been serialised in the Washington Post, which I've not really delved into, he sort of... I mean, some of some of the, the stuff is, is staggering, isn't it? Mm. He sort of, mm. you know, he, he forgot what why he was at Pearl Harbour. <laughs> I think he thought he was just on a nice tour of Hawaii. Well, this is nice. <laughs> Uh, I, get, I get one of those shirts uh, later on. Uh, um, anyway, Donald so Trump's anyway, on the front. So he's on the front. Inside, I've written about uh, my old boss, Piers Morgan. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, uh, I've not written about him talking... Well, he, he spends a lot of time talking about vegan um, uh, vegan uh, sausage rolls, doesn't he? he when does. he's not doing that, he he's talking about Meghan Markle. And when he's not he doing is. that, he's saying that Lawrence Foxkins... As I'm calling him, is yeah. is is brilliant. But he's he's also started telling um, Remainers to shut up, hasn't he? He says that all Remainers should shut up now. And I am talking about uh, two occasions when Piers Morgan did not shut up, <laughs> uh, which was about uh, the war on Iraq yeah. and about gun control. And he was right. When he not refused to. to shut up at great yeah. personal cost, and he was right not to shut yeah. up. You see, the thing um, with Piers, and we're is right not to shut up. Absolutely. So, the thing the thing with Piers is, I'm sure, and you know him. I don't, um, and have worked. Uh, you, I've never worked for him, and you certainly have. But well, I've seen him. I wouldn't say I know him. No. Well, in that case, yeah. I know loads of people. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I like Scarlett. Yeah, 
It's a lovely moment. But you worked in the peers administration. Yes, I did work in the peers. So you were aware of you were aware yes. of how he works. And he, he was a conviction journalist. Yes, well, he lost, avoided convictions. He lost heck so of far. a lot lost heck of a lot of readers for the Daily Mirror. He actually. did, yes. But it was it the was, right stance. I've written about that as well. It was the right stance, you know. And there was some brilliant that was a gold period of tabloid journalism yes, for the was, mirror. It was a magnificent some brilliant front pages. The, the front page, I had it, I was a student at the time, and I had it on my fridge. Him, um, Blair and Bush kissing the Valentine's Day. Yeah, brilliant. Great. Brilliant. Great. Um, and, you know, but, but, and if we, you know, if you had an off the record chat with Piers Morgan, I'm pretty sure he realises that what he's doing is what, you know, there is a certain type of journalism now which he would have, I think, probably. Um, kicked against twenty yes, years ago, I think you're but right. he has become part of that. In fact, it's weird you tell a story about Piers Morgan because I heard a story earlier on from a colleague mm-hmm. um, who used to work at the Mail, as did I. Yes, we were talking about um, our, our time at the Mail, and she told me a story of a party that she was at where um, Martin Clark, yes. um, head honcho um, at uh, Mail Online, yes. Who did say if he ever saw me again, he would kill me? Did he? He did. Yeah, I don't believe he would. Do that effect on well, yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I'm with him. I can understand why he had good reason. Quite like intense man, Martin Clark. Very intense, it? but also, and and people will disagree with me if this. Very, 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 very talented. Yes, he did exactly what he was asked to do, um, with aplomb. Anyway, Martin, yes. if you're listening, let's reach out and yeah, reconnect. Yeah. With there was a story in Private Eye about you know, Martin Clark. You and Martin Clark. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. Because Private I weren't that keen on Martin Clark. No, they were unkeen on Martin Clark. Un- unders- it's got to be said, he, he divided opinion. <laughs> he divides, definitely divides he opinion. Did divide, he did, did divide opinion. Yeah. He stand still does. But um, but Martin was, uh, these were the words of my colleague, chasing around after Piers, bringing him drinks and food all night. Hmm? Really? I presume that was when he was trying to get him to sign up to be a columnist for the Mail Online. Almost certainly, yeah. uh, But that is part of it, that screaming journalist, take a view, that sort of comment journalism, yes. rather than just straight news journalism, yes. is what Piers has become. So he's trying to get people riled, he's trying to... So don't be too hard on old Piersy. No, but they are, well... You know, let's 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 see. It's but cartoon. Anyway. It's like cartoon journalism, almost. I think. Oh, it almost is. Yeah. Yes, it almost is. And as long as you know that that's the case, that's fine. I do sometimes watch Piers for 10, 15 minutes in the morning, because um, it, I listen to the day program. But then I, that is on for yes. reasons that I probably I'm not going to go into. But it's on, and I, I I quite enjoy it. I don't mind it. Do you think that the? I mean, in terms of the one thing that. Uh, that I would say, you know, if there is a flaw with what Piers Morgan does, well, there are many flaws with what Piers Morgan there does. Are. He, he, he labours a point, doesn't he? Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, the Iraq thing, yes, he was right. He didn't half labour the point to, to the extent when, you know, even people who agree, even Daily Mirror readers who agreed with our stance on the war with Iraq was sort of going, I do agree well, you know, I remember seeing emails with people saying, I do agree with what, what we say, but do you think you know, 30 pages on this is a bit much and could we have a bit more showbiz and sport back in, in the paper and um, and then again on, on, on gun control, you know so um, all these po- those points are made you should, you should read my piece in the oh, I, the, I absolutely have yes, exactly I absolutely have it, I agree with every word of it um, 
and uh, yeah, and then um, we can come to the Brexiteers of the week anytime you like. Well, how about now? I hope about now. Yeah. Okay, well, this seems like a good time, doesn't it? Um, so we start with oh, let's start with with the Brexit Party MEPs, who of course are not. Are they still MEPs? Are they on the? I guess they're on the payroll till the end of the month, aren't they? But they're not actually doing stuff. Um, it's not bad, is it? It's not bad, yeah. Um, their last session in the EU Parliament. I mean, they, they, you know, you know that when people say he died as he lived, yeah. they sort of they went out, <laughs> didn't they? They went out. Uh, they went out embarrassing themselves, yeah, embarrassing the country. I, I um, don't know what to do. If you miss them. this. It was a, a, a fantastic thing. It was explained on, to them on the last day of, of the EU Parliament, yeah. their last session, that the um, EU Parliament's president, who I... Do you know who, who that is? Well, it's, uh, is it, didn't it change? No, that's, the, it's that's not the president. Of, it's not Ursula. That's she's the, not the EU. She's the commission. She's the president of the EU commission, not the president of the EU parliament. The, the president of the EU parliament is a guy called David Sassoli. Right. And um, he has decided to, he decided, presumably, let's do this now, the, the, it's the next session and Britain are leaving. But, yeah, yeah. but he decided that there is a, a rule against having stuff on your desk that is visible. Yeah. And it's not been enforced, and yeah. the Brexit Party and other other MEPs like to have a union jack on, and some other, you know, other countries have, have yeah. got national yeah. flags. Yeah. Anyway, it's against the against the rules, and it was decided by him or by whoever makes up these things. Right. The equivalent of the is pe- it be like the like speaker. Is it's, it? the, it's the equivalent of the person who said exactly. Yeah, the yeah, equivalent yeah, yeah. of the person who said we can't possibly um, put the uh, the floor back in to, to ring the bell on on, uh, on uh, January the 31st. So yeah. somebody went, let's enforce this rule yeah. now. Yeah. Now they're going, yeah. and they won't bother. So so they said, we're going to enforce the rule yeah. starting from today. Yeah, fine. And I'm, happy, I'm fine with um, it. I'm not outraged at all. And there was outrage we, among the Brexit it? Party MEPs Why? in their remaining, what the, the remaining hours that they'd been told to take their union jacks These down. are just people who like to be outraged. And they said, we want to make a point of order. And they said, well, the rules say that I can't accept a point of order from you unless you take your flag off the desk. <laughs> uh, and so this led to a bit of a standoff. A woman from Romania, whose yeah. name I've not written down, yeah. then said yeah. ni- very nicely... If you read the rules of this house, you yeah. will see that we can't even have a glass of water on the table Is in front right? of us. Blimey. But we can put if it. You've got a cough. We can put it under the table. Fair There's enough. a little ledge under the table. Oh. So what you should do, Please. she said, yeah. is just put your flags under the table, and then they're there to represent you. Yeah. And how did the Brexit Party's group chair Brian Monkeith respond to this? Probably with two fingers. Well, I'm, I'll give you an A and B. Did he say thank you very much for that? Lady from Rom- Romania. Yeah. It's just a reminder yeah. that although we disagree politically, yeah. the hands of friendship reach across Europe. And I, that and w- I'm going to go for that one. For us all to remind. Or did he say, did he stand up and shout, My flag is not a glass of water? Uh, well, I think, I think that 
The, you obviously want me to say B, yes, but I think that it's probably A because humans wouldn't wouldn't act like that. Yes, you're completely wrong. It was in fact B. B. My glass is not a, my my glass. <laughs> my flag is not a glass of water. Don't you see? I have I have a slight issue. I've Do you think been... they're going to miss us? Do you think anyone no. is going to miss anybody? No. There is going to miss no. people like Brian Monteith, no. Nigel Farage, no. Claire Fox. No, we deserve them. And though. Widdicombe. Martin Daubney. We deserve them, don't we? You know. So, listen, right, flags, I have an issue with flags. Yes. Because my my grandfather, oh, we spoke about him on the pod the other week, my grandfather, didn't he, Jim? He said to me when I was a boy, beware of the man flying a flag. I think it's a fairly well-known phrase, isn't it? And I had no idea what he was on about. You know, I was scared of watching the cop on a big match on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, what he meant was... He's making a. a I, did, it was, I was probably fifteen before I realised he was talking about nationalism and that, you know. Now the Americans are bonkers about their flag, aren't they? They are. They love the flag. I was uh, in the Millennium Hilton in um, Manhattan. Yes. And it's right next to Ground Zero. Yes. And they had like literally looking in the hall. It's some years ago since I was there. Right. And they had this flag that was all burnt and in it framed oh, right, okay. in it and i said to i said and it just said i don't know remember or whatever remember, yeah. and yeah so i asked that i said what what tell me about the story behind the flag then hmm. i thought maybe in the weeks after they'd come back so every single window went through and as you would imagine when a jumbo jet flies into your neighbor it's going to do some damage yes. to you and um they, uh, it, the guy told me the story he said oh when we when the first plane went in, we evacuated, you know, and got everyone out as soon as we could. But obviously, there were still some people milling around. When the second plane went in, we realised it was a terrorist attack. Hmm. Everyone literally just runs, yes. you know, as you can imagine. But the porter, none of the lifts were working, climbed all the way up. The Millennium Hilton is huge. Right. It is, I don't know, 100 floors. It's, it's, a, it's a skyscraper. Right. It's a proper skyscraper. He went all the way at the roof oh, to remove the flag. He went to take down the flag, yeah. Right? There's people jumping out of the bit. Obviously, I'm yeah, not saying yeah, you should yeah, have been. Yeah. But at any minute, you remember the panic on 9-11? Well, you wouldn't have been going up, would you? He went up to get that flag. Incredible. And and, and great, nice story. But I, there was a, there's a bit story. of me, bit of me, That's thinking, <laughs> America. Yeah. And they don't let the flag touch the ground. No, no, and no. And they don't, you know, and and... And I just thought we're a bit... We're, I'd like to think that we're a bit above that, you know, but we're not, are we? No, well, no. We're idiots, aren't we? Yeah, we are idiots. We're a nation of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are. Uh, Apart from this little corner of progression and... This is, yes, here we are. Sensible. You, me, our beautiful snowflakes. That's it. This you stick with corner. us. We will fight back. We like... Um, in a nice way. Yeah. In a gentle way. Yes. Good. Uh, So uh, let's talk about Nigel Farage's mate next, uh, who is Phil Bryant. Bryant. You might remember this guy. He's the outgoing, as in, well, (laughs) very outgoing. He's the outgoing. In fact, he's been reading his Twitter, his uh, Tinder. In fact, he's not just outgoing, he's outgone. He was the governor of Mississippi until a few days ago, and he was involved. Remember last year when a thing called 
World for Brexit launched, and I spoke to the the woman who was running it, who oh. was somebody who was a former speechwriter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Peggy Grande. That's it. And uh, any Phil, relation? Phil Bryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she invented the she invented the um, slightly larger uh, size of coffee, which is <laughs> which is good. I was thinking of Ariana. Oh, Ariana Grande. I quite yeah. like Ariana Grande. Well, I thought she, she handled the Manchester bombing thing really well. She good did. for her. She was excellent. But Eminem's caused some fuss this week, hasn't he, by rapping about it? Has he? Oh yes, he's has he been rude about? He has, uh, and I like Eminem, but I think honestly, these Eminem, rappers, if it's not Stormzy talking about that bloke's gram, it's aye. Eminem or mum was Eminem it? is forty-seven years old. I yeah. think just chill, dude. Yeah, you chill, know? chill. He's not chilling. Chillax, bra. <laughs> chillax, bra. <laughs> Who told you recently to chillax, bra? Um, no, he said. Um, Oh, I can't remember what he said now. He definitely said bra. He said cool it bra, didn't he? Cool it bra. Cool it bra. bra. That was my four-year-old, very middle-class, white son. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's cultural appropriation, um, if ever. Cool it bra. Cool it bra. Uh, So, Phil Bryant, second and final term as governor of Mississippi, ran out on the 14th of January. Yeah. Um, He was part of World for Brexit. World for Brexit. Um, Brexit. In 2017, he said... if you're dedicated and you're pure of heart, you can help change the world. And my friend Nigel Farage did just that. And uh, dedicated while, and pure of heart—that is how I would describe. And why we're talking about him is that he, one of his final acts as governor of Mississippi, he made a uh, speech, say, uh, warning voters in Mississippi not to vote for Mike Espy, the Democrat, um, in November. He would be Mississippi's first black senator ever in 139 years. And Phil Bryant said, if you vote for uh, Mike Espy, we will take a first step into a thousand years of darkness. What? Which is, you know, but, you know... Idiot. Carefully chosen words there, I would say. What an idiot. uh, With friends like those, etc., (laughs) etc. Yes. Um, Now... Yeah. What have you watched on Netflix that's been good recently? Oh, because um, Mark Francois... Have we started our culture podcast already? Because Mark Francois... We're going to start a we culture might, podcast. We might. Watch we this might. space. Watch this space. Yeah. Mark Francois has said that inst- if, if Remainers... Oh, if you're so offended, you snowflake Remainers, then just stay in on January the 31st and don't listen to us all going on about Big Ben bogging and all big of that. Ben, big, ben, bo- big, big, big Ben... Big Ben... Big Ben bongs. The title of the podcast last week was... Big Ben, Bing Bong, Bing Pong. And there was no reason for that. I just really liked saying it. And I kept saying it over and over again. And then I started singing it. Boris Johnson liked the sound of saying Bunga Bunga Bob for Big Ben's Bong. bong, (laughs) It is fun. And then people did. And then he went, I didn't mean mean that. I just liked saying it. And Matt Hancock loyally went, I love the sound of a Bob for Big Big Ben's Bong. And then I I went, No, Matt, we don't actually want them to do it. Oh, no. What I meant was. Hancock, I didn't like the sound of. He really is craving. Big Ben. Well, I thought there was a bit of back and forth, so you could call it a ping pong. Yeah, I've got my new verifocals, and you keep coming in and out of focus. Oh, that's good. Um, And um, and uh, Big Ben ping pong, big bong, big Ben, big Ben's big ping pong ping pong. It just, I just liked saying it. It just sounds good. Just went for it. So So what what, will you be Netflix? What what could what could the listeners watch on Netflix? Talking about my children again. Over Christmas, I asked my daughter what she was doing between Christmas and New Year. She said Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. She's twelve, 
She doesn't really know what the unchill bit. I went, <laughs> she? yeah, and um, I, I said, "Can you explain that a bit further?" And she said, "I'm going to be watching Friends from from the first episode through to the last." Right. She, she thought she'd discovered Friends. Bless oh, her. Bless her. <laughs> she said, "There's this brilliant new series on Netflix." Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Um, watch that. Watching. There's some. There is some good stuff on Netflix at the moment uh, that I've been watching. And I think this has been on for a couple of years. Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. About yeah. a man. Which is about the Bagwan. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about this. It completely passed me by this yeah. story. Fantastic. Bagwan Sri Rajneesh. Yeah. I can't remember what was his. What, what was his. He, Sex mainly. Well, he. But he didn't. He changed his name towards the end, didn't he, to something a bit less cumbersome than Bagwan Sri Rajneesh. I think Rajneesh. it was Keith. Yeah, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he was. I think he was all right. Well, well, watch it because it's really good. But it's about this. I mean, I like that. But she, she, <laughs> she was not all right. But was yeah, she? but she would have been some mighty CEO. What was she called? She was Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> yeah, she would have been some amazing. She's probably CEO. on the board of World for Brexit by now. Well, she's thought. still around. She, she is still around. Zurich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's basically the story of this. Um, quite nice, sort of friendly little hippie cult. Yes. Um, and they weren't that culty. They weren't like drink the Kool-Aid and all that kind of thing. No. In the 70s, back in India. And then they got this new sort of... So they have their spiritual leader, but they need a manager, I guess. They need a boss. Yes. And he appointed this woman who is extraordinary and ran it like a like a business... Yes. Like there were merch and all kinds of things. You know, she talks about him like a rock star. Yes. And they went and bought a hundred square miles of they ranch yeah. in Oregon. They did. And they all moved there. And the nearest town is called Antelope. And it only had <laughs> just 45 residents. And suddenly... And all had... of a sudden, there is 100,000 people all dressed in orange. Yeah. Practising free love. <laughs> um it, I mean, it, it's fascinating, so watch that. What about you? Have you got any Netflix quite a, tips? Quite amazing. I've got, well, I mean, there's, there's, there's Russian Doll we've spoken of before, yeah, haven't that we? Is, that Marriage is Story, that is everybody. I've got, I, will, I will, and it maybe is, in a year or so. Uh, <laughs> and, then, is, yeah. and then what, uh, what about, um, does but, it have to be Netflix? But my, but my number one yeah? Netflix thing, which, which, I mean, everybody's heard of Russian Doll and, and Marriage Story by now, but... Yeah. There's a, there's a great series called Unbelievable, um, which uh, my lovely partner and I happened upon right. uh, a couple of weekends Tell ago. It has got in it uh, Tony Collette. It has got in it uh, Caitlin uh, Diva, who is one of the girls in um, Booksmart, one of the two young women right. in Booksmart, right. Right. Which, is a, which is a very funny film. This is yeah. not funny. Oh. Uh, this is about the um, botched hunt for a... Um, uh, a serial rapist, oh. um, and it's got in it a woman called uh, Merrick Weaver, who I have been unaware of, but who's a really superb actress. She's also in a Netflix thing called Godless, which is a bit like Deadwood. It's a western, um, it, and it's called Unbelievable. Unbelievable, it's a fantastic series. I'll check that. Out. Is really, that based on true events? It's based on true events, it? and it has got the most amazing um, three central performances in it. Not on Netflix, but still streaming. I am really enjoying um, the Roger Ailes thing. Oh, yeah. Bombshell. No, that's no, the film. Sorry. Yes. And I haven't seen that. That very much focuses, I think, on the, on, the, on the sexual abuse. Yes. 
the series is about how he is a monster in a wider, right, in a wider, in a wider sense. sense. And is that the one with John Lithgow in it, or is no? That the that's bombshell? the film. The okay. film John Lithgow is I Ro- can't Roger. Keep track so of Roger Ailes, Roger Ailes was the head of Fox News, and is. Wow. Well, there you go. We know That's Roger Ailsworth because Siri, Siri has told, told us. us just because I mentioned his name. Yeah, pa- pack it in now, Siri. <laughs> Honestly, if you Siri'd... want to do your own podcast. Um, so, did Roger, did Siri just say yes? Yes. Roger Ailes, Roger Ailes was the head of Fox News. Did a lot of bad things. Shut up. Did a lot of bad things, and there's a lot of political intrigue as well because he was basically working with. Right. And and there's a lot of stuff about the rise of Trump and all that. It's called the loudest voice. Okay, and it's Russell Crowe. It's Russell Crowe, and it's really really right. good, okay. really good. Sienna Miller as his wife is fantastic. Uh, Sienna Miller is, is, is. I don't know when very, this came out. Is it just a, is it just a coincidence because he died and they've just? It is just a coincidence. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's very good. Bombshell's supposed to be very good as well, though, isn't it? Uh, yes. It's got good reviews. Yes, it has got good reviews, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, Welcome to, to talk, What to Watch on Netflix. I wanted to talk more about Marc Francois, though, because oh, he yes. is one of the Brexiteers of the he week. Is. The old wannabe campanologist. He's not going to get his way, is he? He <laughs> doesn't look like it. Um, uh, he's been talking about what he's going to do instead on January the 31st. Uh, he told Brexit Central, I intend to go to one party or another, and I then aim to stay up all night and watch the sunrise on a free country. Oh, my God. Uh, how is he going to stay up all night and, and watch the sunrise on a free country? Is he... Because, you know, he looks like the, the sort of man, Mark, who might... He might throw himself into the sort of the... If he goes to the party, he might be over by where all the sandwiches are and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. He yeah. might, and then he might get a little bit sleepy. And I wonder yeah. whether any somebody's going to have to stay up with him and read him exciting World War Two stories yeah. just to make him stay up. Or We've all been there. We've all had a New Year's Eve where we've fallen asleep. Well, we have, yeah. I did yeah. it this year. Or and me too. And Or maybe he will be so hopped up yeah. on Brextasy... <laughs> That he'll be there. Would he? Would he have? Would he be having a massive binger, or would it be a like massive ponger? Stripped to the waist, a massive binger, <laughs> a massive, massive bonger. bonger. <laughs> and he'll be stripped to the waist, yeah. having it large, yeah. the old white gloves on, yeah, 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 having it extra large, yeah. Um, so that, that, I mean, I, if it, if this Brexit party is going to be a rave, then I'll I'll go. I like a it, rave. It might be a big. It might turn into a big rave. Nigel Farage's bash, yeah, Brexit. Handing it out. I would. Well, I mean, I, I, I wore. I went to a gig in the summer last year, and I wore a high vis vest. Well, that's. I, mean, I did. I wore a high vis vest. That's good. And I danced at the front. Was that just so in you my could get free admission? Did I you pretend to be one of the stewards? <laughs> no, I already had free admission. Oh, okay. Me- member of the press. Member of the press. In a high vis vest. Richard Porritt. Fun- funnily though, I was. I was at the front. You know, enjoying myself, throwing some shapes, I think is what young people call it. Yes. In my high vis vest, like it was 1988. Uh, not, a th- not a care in the world. And I looked next to me, 
And one of our colleagues from upstairs was stood looking at me aghast. Aghast and aghast. Mm. So, fashion tips, Netflix tips and fashion tips, oh, yeah, if you listen yeah, to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, our fashion podcast will be launching soon as well. Yeah. Oh, um, we could do... Oh, go on. We could do fashion, definitely. Yes. Because look at you. Well, look at me. And look at me. I know. We look beautiful looking men. We are. Uh, but the Brexit Tires of the Week... Yeah. The Brexit Tires of the There's Week... There's more than one of them. Are, they are... Oh, wow. They are the, yeah. old, the bongers, the bonkers bongers... Yeah. Who have been writing into the nation's <laughs> Brexit-loving newspaper? Brilliant! I knew you'd be collecting these to tell people if they can't listen to the sweet sounds of Big Bell. Yeah, Big Bell, <laughs> iconic Big Bell. And there's some Freudian weird slip going on there. The Great Ben, Big Bell, the Great Ben. Um, if they can't listen to the iconic sounds of Big Ben, yeah, these are the, these are what they, they're going to be doing instead. And we did talk about one last week, but I'm going to read it again. Uh, Graham Hoyle wrote to the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. Perhaps artillery should be mounted on the cliffs of Dover. Uh, In a nod to the referendum result, the first 11 shots should be fired by proud leavers, starting with Nigel Farage, and the final 10 shots should be fired by notable remainers, like Tony Blair, (coughs) all now keen to demonstrate a belated acknowledgement of the outcome. So I'm suggesting that's not going to happen. Which of these <laughs> ideas do you think is the best, though? Right, go uh, If you had so, to choose one. So Mike Quinn, yeah, Quinny. to the mail, Quinny. Wait a minute, didn't he used to play for Newcastle and he did. Coventry? He's, he's so many goals. Um, I suggest, Mike Quinn, he wrote, I suggest I suggest a fly path. I suggest a fly path? <laughs> I that, suggest a fly yeah, path. Is that what he said? I, fu- I, I suggest, suggest a fly pass by the Red Arrows, the length of the UK. <laughs> Although starting at the Scottish border, right. so not to upset remainers in the Highlands. So not the length of the UK, though, Mike Quinn in the, in the mail. Also, all of Scotland is not the Highlands. Part, Does he think it's like... Part you, of Scotland is the Highlands. Yeah, beyond Newcastle, it's like the Highlands. Mike Quinn in the UK, in... in uh, all kilt-wearing, haggis-munching. In the Daily Mail. Right, yes. Uh if the Prime Minister will pay me £500... Of, this is somebody writing, this isn't me. It's just someone, just someone bobbing for jobs. Peter Smith in the Daily Express. Right. If the Prime Minister will pay me £500 and cover my travel expenses, <laughs> I will provide a new sledgehammer and then hit the bell 11 times to mark Brexit on January the 31st at 11pm. How are you going to get up there, Peter? There's you're, no floor. You're an idiot. There's no floor. You're going to fly up there like Boba Fett. <laughs> Do you think it's about the sledgehammer? Yeah. What's he talking sl- I love, wait a minute. The sledgehammer could then be auctioned for charity. <laughs> this, is too right. good. this is too good, right? He's not willing to do it for free. No, he won't do it for he free. Wants he wants 500 pounds and, and, and his travel. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it just if you pay my travel expenses. I can understand. But he wants. A 500 quid? I bet he wants premium seating on the old magic bus as well. He is, doesn't just want the one-pound standby. Is he a prat? Is he? Is he a prat, yeah. <laughs> He's just a freelance belt bonger. He is. <laughs> looking for work. He is. He's not had much work. Now, this is in the Daily Star. Have you ever so done bell one, ringing? It, I've never done I'd bell I'd love ringing. to have to give that a go. Do you, uh, do you know who is one of Britain's leading bell ringers and is available for any weddings well, in the Norfolk region? Well, 
Even but, with a sledgehammer, ooh. it's Jasper Copping, the editor of the New European. Jasper Copping's a bell ringer. He is a bell ringer, and he will ring a bell at your wedding. Is that right? He, in, why has he never told me this? True. So does he go and, and practice? Because I knew a bell ringer. He used to go every Thursday night to practice the bells. Well, he, the he's, he's practiced. He's done it a few times. Oh yeah. my god! Absolutely I love, true. I would love that. Absolutely true. Back to there are more of these. Uh, never mind. Big. This is. This is in the Daily Star. Yep, so you have to yep. admit that a lot of this is right. written in lowercase. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind Big Ben and its bongs. <laughs> I see apostrophe S. No, that's not Why right. Isn't the Big Ben lowercase. In this out, Never mind Big Ben and its bongs. How about making the thirty-first of Jan a public holiday to celebrate leaving the EU? We could call it Eurogonna Day. <laughs> AI in the Daily Star. AI doesn't stand for artificial intelligence. No, what? no intelligence at all, people, isn't it? People, I love them. And my favourite one, Peter Smith, yeah. again in the Express. He's yeah. done two. I didn't notice this before. Ask the residents of Dover. Two. How is he getting published? <laughs> two. Or maybe I've just maybe I've just written the name down wrong. Maybe, maybe could be ask, your error. Ask the residents of Dover. And surrounding areas. <laughs> Remember, the surrounding areas are important. That's the residents of Dover. Greater Dover. The Greater Dover. Residents region. of Greater Dover. Ask the surrounding residents. Ask the, the residents of Dover and surrounding areas. Yeah. To bring all the wood from trees which have <laughs> blown down in the storm or been damaged. <laughs> what in storm? the storm? What storm? Well, there's been storms recently. Storm Bernard. <laughs> It was hardly bloody 1987. It was not quite. Ask the residents of Dover and surrounding areas to bring all the wood from trees which have blown down or been damaged in the storm right. to a site on the cliffs. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And light a huge bonfire. Yeah. So big that it can be seen on the other side of the channel. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. For what reason? If we managed to lure a Scottish policeman... Down here by telling us, <laughs> telling him that if he came, we could, we, you know, we might stay in the EU, and we put him in the middle of the bonfire, then all our crops might grow. Hey, eh? all next year Maybe. we'll be back in abundance in the UK. We'll be self-sufficient. We well, won't need to. We won't need the EU anymore. Yes, so, maybe. So the bonkers, bonkers. From those newspapers. The bonkers bongers. Are the Brexiteers and the bongers bongers. I mean, amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed that. Good. Me um, too. What should the listener do right now? Leave us a lovely review on your podcatcher of choice. I listen to a lot of podcasts and they tell them, every, they all say do it, they all go right at the start. Leave us a review, leave us a review. Leave us a review. But do you know what? Go and do it How now. can you review us when you haven't listened to when us? You haven't even listened. We, other podcasters, have got the balls to ask for a review at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you go to a restaurant and you pay at the end. You know it's going to be quality stuff, this. You could. If you go to McDonald's, you pay first. Yeah, you do. If you want. And we are the high dining equivalent. The fine podcast. dining. Pop- Did I mention that we're nominated for an international publisher not in podcast? In the last few minutes. But yeah, prob- probably not enough, but we are. But we are. I'm having t shirts made. Yeah, nominee. We've <laughs> been nominated in a very real sense. We're, that means we're as good as people like We're Brad in the Pitt, top six. Who's been nominated, hasn't well, he, for an Oscar? Who else has been nominated for an Oscar? Uh, Charlotte Johansson, your mate. Yeah. 
who yeah, we spoke to Scarlett, before. Scarlett, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. For a film I love, I love and you and hate. I do not like. My daughter, I won't ever speak about my kids ever again on this podcast. They'll kill me anyway. I do make them listen. Oh, dad, my, so embarrassing. I said to, I said to her, we've been nominated for an award for the podcast. Yeah. And um, and she said... Cool it, bro. She, well, at first she didn't believe me. I had to go on Google and show her, you know. And she went, oh, very good. So does that mean your podcast is one of the top six in the world? To which the answer, quite frankly, is clearly yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> So leave a lovely review for our award-nominated podcast. <laughs> one uh, of the top, <laughs> one, one of the, the top six, six podcasts, best in news the world. and current affairs podcasts. I think it's just in, generally one of in the, the world, one of the top six in the but world. That doesn't include. This is only for the English language podcast. No, this is international. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it had to be English language podcast. Oh, sorry, yeah. So we're, we, we're not trying to say that we're the best podcast anymore. We are number. We were number one in Romania. No, Malta last week. We were number one in Malta, yeah. yeah and we are big in Romania. Like I, I was going to go on holiday to Malta this year. I can't. I, I just can't because I want some peace and quiet. You don't want to be. You know, I don't want snap, 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 clicking no. cameras and you know pot, going to the Malta online and it's pot, it falls out of club. <laughs> Trying to upskirt me as I'm what getting in my tuk-tuk. Porrit flaunting his curves on the beaches of Gozo. <laughs> Coming out of the sea like the Roonies. <laughs> so I'm having to give it a miss. I'm having to avoid Malta. It's a shocker. I mean, it's it must be the same for you. It's a shocker. Well, it's fine here in the UK. I can walk down the streets unhindered. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Um, you can join the New European Facebook Readers Group. You can. And debate, find topics related to Brexit and the New European. Yeah. You can simply like the uh, the New European you can. Um, on Facebook. Do it. Go to Twitter. You can follow me, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can like the new follow the New European, yeah. you at can the New European. Get all your social medias mixed up, don't you? Yeah. Do you have friends on LinkedIn? Yeah, I do, yeah. No, I mean, are they, fr- are they friends? No, I think they... What are they? Are they? Connections. Contacts, connections, yeah. I can't keep up. No. I'm, I really am You're on Twitter, this. though, aren't you? Oh, I'm on Twitter, at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I, double. Groovy. Here you go. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.